How do we move forward with discernment without moving ahead of God? How do we discern the secret personal will of God for our lives, you know, without making a wrong decision? And what if things go wrong after we prayerfully discern the decision? How do we know when God is actually leading us through our initial gut feeling? And are those gut feelings always reliable? These are questions we're going to answer today in today's podcast. Let's go. You're listening to Above Approach Church Podcast, a podcast created for the local church. Our goal is to tackle tough church issues through thoughtful conversations like the one you're about to hear. Whether you're a church leader or a layperson, we pray this episode empowers you to play your role within the global, timeless family of God. This is Above Approach Church Podcast. I do love me some nice intro. I like that song. Like Welcome everybody to today's episode of Above Approach Above Approach Church. We today we are talking the soundboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're here talking about discerning the will of God, surrendering to the will of God in our life, and um, trying to figure out how to navigate those unclear areas of our personal walk with God. You know. Yeah. There's some things that are really clear in scripture. It's like, obviously, don't go sleeping around with every person you lay your eyes on. There are other things in life where hmm. you're just not sure if God's going to come through the way you're expecting or if, you know, what you're believing for is the right thing, whether it's your in regards to your finances or your job situation or your education or the gifts you've been given, you know. So we got a few helpful questions to mm-hmm. answer. In today's podcast, the first one being which, we're just jumping right into it. Yeah, let's do it. I don't, I don't really know what else to talk about, to be no. honest. First question is, hey, you know, what is the difference between someone who makes decisions based on personal preference versus someone who makes decisions based on God's will? Um, what will the outcome of each of those people be? How is their heart and motives different and their purpose? Mm-hmm. Um what initially comes to mind for you, if anything? Yeah, uh, I think for me, uh, personal the person for personal preference, uh, I, I think they end up dissatisfied. Uh, along with that, uh, on the other hand, um, there is a satisfaction when we see God's will play out in our lives, even though it might not have ended up the way that we have imagined it to be. So I think uh, the difference, though, in the, in the outcome, uh, is personally like I I feel dissatisfied when I choose uh, my own path because eventually even though you might attain success uh, in choosing your own path there's an element where if I'm missing God in the picture like we talked about last week actually um, when I'm doing something in God's will without him uh, I'm not satisfied because I'm not pleasing God right because I'm not following him so that's this, kind of the difference up front. This is true, yes. Uh, wow. Th- there are a lot of, I know I've been working on that, like every morning in the mirror. Oh, okay. Right after I use the rest of my That's school. good. This is good. Yeah, no, no, no. Is that so, God's will for your life? You know what? Now that I think about it, I think you just convicted me to stop doing that. Man, I needed this word. This podcast is more for me than it is for you guys. <laughs> so the difference between someone who discerns I mean, besides the outcome, uh, yeah. being frustration, discouragement, you can have the perfect scenario, and mm-hmm. without God's favor, it ends up just imploding and yeah, being a burden right. to you. But apart from the result, um, the actual like decision-making process, someone who makes decisions based on God's will will say, Lord, bing, 
I des- I desire to do what you want. The person who makes decisions based on personal preferences, to be honest, isn't usually. I'm not saying they never do, but I guess a believer could also, in in some decision, make a decision based on a personal preference. So let's sure. say I'm a believer, okay? Yeah. And I'm not navigating the will of God. I'm not discerning. I just go, you know what? I have a preference here, and it is good. That person is assuming their idea of good and their perspective of the situation is perfectly uh, without adjustment. There's no way to correct it. Like, this is, yeah. I'm correct. My wisdom is true here. Um, and they don't need to see God. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. decided, I am wise in my own eyes. This feeling, this response is correct, and I don't need to discern it. I feel like it's good, therefore I'm going to do it. The person who makes decisions based on God's will says, mm-hmm. actually, whoa, let's pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. Um, my intuitions aren't always right. Yeah, My gut feelings are wrong a lot. My feelings and thoughts are often lying to me. You know, mm-hmm. They're often deceptive, so I can't trust myself. Therefore, anything I feel, any preference I have, I need to bring it before God because, number one, I want His will and I care deeply about doing what pleases Him. Mm -hmm. And they value the path God has laid out for them because they know His path is better than their own self-made path. The person who doesn't discern goes, I don't really value God's opinion Mm -hmm. in this situation, so I'm going to go ahead and do what I want. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I and I think when you're looking at both of these people, I don't think the result of uh, if if the result is successful on either side, right? Because you can be successful by choosing personal preference. There's plenty of people who are walking outside of the will of God who are successful on this earth, right? Um, I don't think the result necessarily um, points to the heart of it. Does that does that sound about right? I was going to say yes, but I'd be lying because I didn't understand the last part. Yeah, okay. So does the result of what happens in that in that decision that you make, if it's successful, right, does that determine the heart of the decision, if that makes sense? I hope I'm making sense. Meaning, does it how it results, does that determine whether it was right or wrong? Yes. Uh, I would have to say... No, because like you said, a worldly person, I'm closing my eyes to imagine the, the worldly person living in luxury and getting everything they want, and they're at the top of the Empire State Building mm-hmm. just having everything. Man, they got the world, and yet that's the result of their decisions, mm-hmm. but they are far from God, mm-hmm. and so the decisions they've made along the way to get that su- idea of success, mm-hmm. that heart in the process was wrong, and the decisions they made mostly along the way we're wrong. doesn't yeah. mean they only make wrong decisions, mm-hmm. but I would say that we can't always judge the morality of a decision based off the results that it yields mm-hmm. because fruit is hard to discern sometimes. Yeah. And everyone's going after an idea of success. Of uh, In their mind, there's a version of success they're going after. Mm-hmm. And if you don't let the scriptures define success for you and you let culture and your wife and your wives we love you but ultimately that's <laughs> gonna make a joke about well who is it that ate from the tree but well, that ain't gonna go by well uh so wives we love you <laughs> sarah also whispered in abram's ear go sleep with hagar okay wife so that's two for two baby we, wives we love you but ultimately the the person who has to lead my decisions and define success mm-hmm. for me has to be god yeah and if i surrender my definition of success and align myself with his idea of success, I will most likely make the appropriate decisions in my life. If Mm -hmm. I don't, 
mm-hmm. if I let anyone else define success for me. Then when God tells me to do something, I'll look at that and say, well, that's not going to yield what I call success. Yeah. So I'm going to do it my way. And I think with, with me asking that question, basically what I was trying to pull out is that the person who is making the decision based on God's will, if the result is in their eyes a failure or they're going through a difficult season through that decision, it doesn't mean that you weren't following God's will, if that makes sense. Because if, so the person who is making the decision based on God's will, mm-hmm. that person who's deciding to, to follow that uh, prayerful life mm-hmm. of uh, trying to discern what is uh, the decision that they're supposed to make, the result, if it's not successful in their eyes, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they weren't following the will of God. Mm-hmm. It just means mm-hmm. that the result of it was a trying time or a time of testing, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, um, we'll get to that on question one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which is, what if things go wrong? From yeah. my vantage point, I look at the results mm-hmm. of my obedience, and it just looks wrong. Right. You know, we'll touch on that, because that is a, a fantastic point to bring up. Question number two, as we move on. How do we move forward with discernment? You know, in a decision you make as you're navigating God's will for you and your family and where you're supposed to live and what job you're supposed to have and you have four different you know, job offers, how do we move forward in our lives with discernment without moving ahead of God, hmm. right? Because just because we have permission to move forward doesn't mean we have permission to run ahead of God and start making decisions. Decisions it's okay. without him. It's all right. Um, so, you know, the decision-making process, not just leading into something, but along the way. It, so acknowledging God in all your ways doesn't mean, hey, I need to make this decision. Tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, you told me what to do. Now I'm going to go and do it without you. That's not mm. acknowledging God in all your ways. It's, hey, I need you to tell me the right thing to do. Okay, now that I know what to do, tell me how to do it, walk with me as I uh-huh. do it, and keep me dependent on you the whole time. And I think as long as you um, make decisions that the scripture confirms is good, mm-hmm. and then you depend on God through that decision, not just initially, but through it, yeah. um, you will walk at the pace God has set for you. Because mm. there is an ideal pace for us. And if you get ahead of him, that assumes you have uh, moved faster than the pace God is walking for you, mm-hmm. you know, walking and setting for you yeah. and your life. So, And you brought up Abraham and Sarah. Didn't mean to. <laughs> but that actually points to, you know, someone who moved ahead of God's, you know, plan for his life, right? Because mm-hmm. God had promised him, you know, a family, a son, you know, a child to come, right? Uh, and he moved ahead without patiently waiting, right? He'd waited for a long time already. He was tired, exhausted of um, that that waiting period of mm-hmm. waiting for that blessing, for waiting for that promise, right? Abraham moved ahead. And then what happened? There was division uh, within oh, yeah. the house, you know, right? I mean, it was Sarah and what's her name? Gosh, darn it. Her name is Hagar. Hagar, thank you. Hagar and Sarah were at each other's throats, you know, afterwards, and there's a lot of division. There's a lot of things caused from that decision that Abraham had made to move forward apart from God's will, and there was consequences for it, so. Yeah, there is consequences. So, you know, how do you move forward with discernment without moving ahead of God? You 
you don't just ask him to help you make a decision, but as you're walking through the door, you keep looking at him. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like uh, my little girl. Whenever we go somewhere that's unfamiliar to her, because she's in unfamiliar territory, she really looks to something familiar, which mm. is me. She's looking to her father, and so as she's playing at the park or running around, she's she's checking back if she's like. Being a good girl, hmm. she'll she'll check back periodically and go. You still there, Dad? Am hmm. I still doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. Am I going too far? That's the idea. Is the heart of a believer says, I don't want to get too far from you. Hmm. Even if I could get what I want without you, I don't want it. I'd yeah. rather be right next to you, and mm-hmm. you're telling me to reach out for it, even if it's a lot slower than I'd like mm-hmm. to. You know, David. We just talked about this, the yeah. old <laughs> King David, before he be- ascends the throne, he's in a cave hiding. Saul comes, takes a dump in the cave. That's, you know, that's that, typically how it's framed up. I think he's sleeping personally, but we can go with that. Yeah. And either way, David, somehow the ninja he is, like an assassin, creeps up, mm-hmm. cuts just the corner off of Saul's robe. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm convinced he's not taking a dump. Because there's, n- I don't care how spaced out you are. I don't care how exhausted. I don't care how... You know, aloof you are. I don't know where I am. You would know if someone's cutting a corner <laughs> off your robe, no matter how glorious of a uh, of a dump you're taking. So, so, that's, so I think personally, he's sleeping. David cuts it off. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, walks yeah. out of the cave. David goes, "Oh, take take this out, King Saul." Right, and he has the corner of he he was told by his men, "This is your chance to kill Saul." Yeah, God told you he mm-hmm. would take care of your enemies and and david could have shortcut the process and went yeah you know what god did tell me mm-hmm. this is my chance to get vengeance but he said no far be it for me to touch the lord's anointed mm. and he was even like convicted about cutting you know just a corner off of saul's robe so he sure. could have shortcut the process sure um jesus had opportunities to shortcut the process you think about his temptations mm-hmm. you know satan goes i'll give you the nations jesus yeah. goes first of all you can't give me the nations second of all i don't need you mm-hmm. to give me the nations mm-hmm. um you know he was tempted to jump off the temple and show everyone who he is yeah well he didn't need to do that mm-hmm. the resurrection would be enough um, so, you know, he was tempted to shortcut that just like David. Yeah. Uh, and while, stood strong. while Jesus was tempted, what did he do to back him up? It was, it was the word. Like he used right. the word to defend what could have been a, a bad decision, right? Jesus, I mean, it's not in his character, but if he was anything like us, which he's not even close, he would have made a bad decision. He would have fallen short. You know, we fall short in Usually it's because we haven't gone to the word and consulted with God. Like, mm-hmm. does yeah. this work out for me? Like, does this work out in your plan, in your eyes? Not necessarily will everything go perfect for me, but does this keep me away from problems? And so to answer like the first two questions, the way you just did, what is the difference between someone who values the will of God and walks mm-hmm. in his will? How do we move forward without getting ahead of him? You, you value God's opinion most. Yeah. If you value your own opinion and preference more than his, you're already set up for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the word of God is guiding your life, if you're constantly checking back with the scriptures and going, who has God revealed himself to be? Mm-hmm. What has he told me to do? Who is Jesus in the scriptures? And all, and that's the standard for your mm-hmm. decision making. Bro, you're set up. You're set up yeah. to walk at the pace of God uh, without getting ahead of him. That's yeah. Those are very two very good things to do. Just mm-hmm. keep checking back with him and his word um, and value his opinion most. And I think this goes along great with what you were talking about in last week's sermon um, with, it's not just us reading the word. 
if I'm just to read the content on the page, it means, I mean, it, it could mean something to me, but it, I need to add another element to that, and that's to meditate on the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just me reading words on a page. It's me actually soaking it in and processing it and praying through it and praising through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot of different elements to ultimately focus on what God is trying to communicate to me through the through the text and through the context of what it is is talking about. And I think when I am taking on a hard decision in life and I'm trying to move forward in a season of life, I'm not just going to read words on a page. I need to be intentional with meditating on what God has to say because the more that I I know his character, the more I'll be able to recognize his voice. Because I think oftentimes we have a gut feeling or we have, you know, some sort of excitement, right, to move forward mm-hmm. in a decision. And there's times where we are quick to choose and walk ahead of God and we forget to consult the Spirit and go to the Holy Spirit and say, is this right? Test the spirits and say, is this right for my heart? Is this right for my family? Is this right for my community? Is this right for whatever it might be? If I'm meditating in his word and I'm praying and I'm seeking after God, the more that I'm in his presence, I'm able to recognize his voice in those decisions. Yeah, you are. You really are. So I was, as you were saying that, what came to mind was that um, just because it looks good and seems good doesn't mean it is good. Mm. You know. So the third question as it relates to the audience um, and, and for you guys navigating life decisions, this is for you. How can we... Um, be more discerning in our life and ministry. Then we'll get to our personal experiences sure. yeah. with discernment. No, I like that. How can we be more discerning in our life and in our ministry? And it's mm. exactly what Tanner just said. The more you know the Word of God, the easier it becomes to recognize His voice, His leading, uh, the, the things that He's calling you to do. That It just reinforces the Spirit of God's work in your life. Mm. When you, It's almost like, I've heard it like this, when you plant the Word of God in your heart, you're giving... Uh, not that the Spirit of God needs this, but he, you're giving Him the raw material He's going to use to lead you mm. later on in future decisions. So, you know, He'll bring scriptures to mind. He'll remind you of what you've read. He'll remind you of what you heard and, and meditated on. And the raw material of that study time He uses later to go, hey, remember this? And you go, oh, that's right. And He goes, yeah, I'm leading you through this. Mm. Um, so, yeah, anything you want to say about being more discerning in life and ministry, the word of God and his presence are key. Yeah, I, I, I want to touch on ministry. I think it's really important for us to talk about that with discerning because there's there's different decisions that come up in ministry. When you're in a leadership context in ministry, there's a lot of big decisions that you make. And there's mm-hmm. also even just small decisions that you make, but you don't realize how big of an impact that they have, whether it's, you know, how are we going to structure small groups? You know, how are we going to structure uh, our discipleship groups? You know, things like that. Um, there's a lot of time that needs to be taken in them, not just, you know, jumping ahead and saying, okay, let's do this. I think it mm-hmm. actually takes time for you to um, to meditate on what you think God is um, trying to mature your, your group in. I would say what God is leading your group forward in, we need to seek after that. Um, and I think that comes mm-hmm. with praying. I think that comes with um, with worshiping together. I think it, it takes being intentional with individually reading the word, but also reading the word together. Um, and honestly, it's just, it's time spent together, um, really focusing on the presence of God and not moving forward without 
putting yourself in a position where you are seeking after God. Yeah, you never want to make a, a reactive decision. It has to be a, I'm responding to what I know is true in God's word, mm-hmm. not the circumstances around me. How um, how do we learn to be okay with the results being in God's hands? That's what's tough for people, yeah. I think, is is I can wait on God. I just need to know that he's going to do what I'm waiting for. Hmm. Uh, otherwise, I'll be disappointed. And what believers, a lot of believers lack is the ability to not be discouraged or to not give in to discouragement mm-hmm. when God doesn't do what I thought he would. In other yeah. words, they don't know how to handle disappointment. The initial disappointment is fine. Mm-hmm. Like to go, oh, I thought you'd do something differently. I'm kind of bummed you didn't do that. Mm. But how do you process that? Yeah. What do you do with that initial gut reaction of, ooh, I feel like I've been let down, mm. you know? I think that's something that we really need to think about is I can't tell you don't be disappointed when you imagine God would do something faster or in a different way or not let them pass away or actually spare you from foreclosure, but he didn't, you know, uh, you can get you know, have that initial bummer, Mm -hmm. but what do you do with it? And I think positioning your heart, like deciding now, not later when it happened now, Mm -hmm. like put a stake in the ground and say, even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. he's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Because we say, uh, he's enough for me if he does this. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, then he's not enough like I thought. Right. You have to make the decision now to be okay with your expectations being let down because Jesus let people down all the freaking time. Yeah. Like he really did. Mm-hmm. And we've, we failed to talk about that. He would leave crowds who were... There was a long line going, when do we get our healing? And the disciples are coming, Jesus, there's a lot of people looking for you. Why are you praying right now? Mm-hmm. Well, we need to leave now. You know, it's like, Jesus, we can't just leave these people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're here to get healed. I know, but other people also need to hear the good news. Yeah. So you're going to let them down and you're going to leave their expectations unmet? Mm-hmm. Mm. Because often, you know, we assume our expectations of God are right. Mm-hmm. And that's what these... These crowds would often do. Well, we expected you. Oh, who says your expectations of God are right? So mm. I think being okay with God doing differently and saying, you know what, I'm I'm settling in my heart now that even if it doesn't happen, he's enough. And also, two, to admit that sometimes your expectations are the issue. Yeah. And to be okay with God correcting that. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and again, this is all ties into last week and what we talked about, too, if over expecting of God, you know, like expecting God to do something and it might not be in his plan. And I think how we learn to be okay with the result of what happens um, and with it being in God's hands, um, it has to be you really thinking about what God was protecting you from. Not only Mm -hmm. that, but what was God trying to grow you in? Um, whether it's a season of the past or something that you're currently going through, what is God trying to grow you in? Because I can think back to so many different times in my life where I was expecting something of God and he did the complete opposite. But I looked back and I said, okay, I saw what you were protecting me from. You were protecting me from my own pride. 
you were protecting me from making stupid decisions. You were protecting me from, from, you know, falling into a season of, of sinfulness, you know, whatever it might be. And then I also get to see the fruit of what he's grown me in, what he's matured me in. Because if I hadn't gone through a difficulty, if I hadn't gone through a season of life where it was different than what I was expecting, then I might not have matured in the way that God was trying to produce me. Right. Does that make sense? Because if, if I'm stuck in a season, you know, a previous season where I'm comfortable and I'm, everything's great and I don't have to, you know, lean on to him. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, you know, put all of my trust into him and all that, or even just seek after him. Right. Then I'm, then I'm not growing. I'm not producing. I'm not, I'm not being fruitful. And so I, I think you see what God was protecting you from and you see what he's trying to produce in you and, and, you know, see the fruit in your life. Mm-hmm. The fruit is important because God is after fruit. And so I, another way to answer that would be, you know, how do we learn to be okay with the results being in God's hands? Um, you need to surrender your hmm. ideal preference, hmm. surrender that and say, God, even if you don't. But I think even beyond that, um, I'm talking slowly to because I'm stalling to remember <laughs> what I was trying to say. That's all right. How do <laughs> Dory? Whale talk. We'll be okay <laughs> with the results being in God's hands. Um, man, it's something that you said that struck me. It'll come back to mind when you talk a little what more. What God's trying to produce in you? Yeah. Uh, what He's trying to protect you from? Can't remember. It's all right. I guess it doesn't matter, God. Okay. <laughs> it's your will. <laughs> I guess we'll answer the next question. What if things sure. go wrong mm. after we prayerfully discerned a decision? Yeah. What if things go wrong after I prayed, mm-hmm. I sought, mm-hmm. I believed? Oh, that's what I was going to say about the second one. This kind of answers the, the this <laughs> question go. as well. Okay. How do you learn to be okay? Don't trust in the results. Hmm. Don't hope in the results. That's good. And it's easier said than done. But trust more in Him. Hmm. In other words, um, there are some times where my kids don't know the right decision to make in a circumstance. And so they look to their daddy um, and they're looking to me to make a right decision. And in that, in that circumstance, they're like, we don't know what the right thing to do sure. here is. So they're they're absolutely going, whatever you decide... We trust you more than whatever results happen. Just you do what you know is best, Dad. Mm. That's that's the heart of a child of God is to say, um, I'm looking more to you. Yeah. Not your hand, not what you'll do, not the results. I'm mm. not hoping in that. Mm. I'm hoping just in you and your character. In other words, it's you're easy it's easier. To have your disappointment, to have your expectations unmet, mm. when you tr- when you know the character of your father. Yeah. If I don't know his character, then I'll start blaming and accusing and complaining and go, mm. "I thought you would have." But if yeah. I know his heart well enough, then I'll go. Even if you don't, I know you're up to something, mm. and I know you're good and righteous and holy and true and loving and faithful. That's all I need to know. In other words, the focus is on who God is, not yeah. what He will do. Yeah. Not what he will do. That's how I'd answer that, you know. So I guess if things go wrong, it's not God making a mistake. It's mm. my perspective was off. I expected the wrong things. Mm. You know, my vantage point was completely wrong. Mm. Um, and so if things go wrong, it's not that they went wrong 
according to God. Yeah. They went wrong according to you. Yeah. And I, I think you'll be spared from that, that, that whole having an, a wrong idea of success. You'll be spared from that mm. the, the more you look at him, the more you yeah. just go, mm, you're my focus. Yeah. I'm not focusing on how it's going to work out or the results or if I'll get there. I'm focusing on you. It's the whole Peter walking on water. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm. Peter goes, but the waves, ah! <laughs> you know, and he just sinks and Jesus goes, my guy. You know, that's yeah. that's the idea is look at him, look at him, look at him. And then you won't be so overwhelmed yeah. by the fact that, oh, no, this went horribly wrong. Yeah. Because you're looking at him going, I, I know that you're working all things together mm-hmm. for good. So if I think this is wrong, I'm wrong, yeah. not you. Yeah. And I think I think we're less disappointed in we're less disappointed in God when we know him and we know his intentions. We're actually more disappointed in ourselves and not seeing his plan. And I think that's the part of when we go through a season of life and we see the result and we're like, ah, darn, it didn't go the way I thought. Mm-hmm. It's more so, why didn't I see this coming? Or why why didn't I see um, this season of life, you know, and how it would turn out to be? And I think it's more of us seeing, like not being able to see God's plan clearly beforehand which is okay like you can't be hard on yourself for that exactly yeah i was gonna say that yeah like you can't be hard on yourself for not seeing god's plan clearly but that's that's more so the disappointment rather than well now i'm not trusting in god because right this is not who i think god is and i think that's where the the root of the problem is is when you don't know the character of god you become more disappointed Mm -hmm. in him that's right Mm-hmm. And so when things don't work out, you know, this is the, the, the classic deconstruction stories yep. where they go, well, God didn't, mm-hmm. so I dipped. Yep. You assumed you knew right, and since he didn't do that, mm-hmm. he's the one that's in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered the other side, yeah. that you actually were wrong mm-hmm. in your expectations? So a little personal, but how have you practically discerned those unclear areas of your life, yeah, you know, where it's not as black and white in scripture. Like, oh, I don't know, Lord, should I sleep with her? I'm not married. <laughs> no, dummy, don't. I don't know, Lord. I, my, my family really needs food, and there's a bank down the street. I could rob them and wear my Mickey Mouse mask. No one would know. <laughs> and, and, and God's going, I, what? What do you mean you don't know? Yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like, Lord, I have four job opportunities. Mm-hmm. Not sure which one to take. Yeah. God, right. I, I, I am loving the job I'm at, and I feel a call to ministry where my family's going to take a financial hit. Lord, I have... That personally. <laughs> this, might, this might sound weird, but like, Lord, I have three women lined up to know Whoa. me and, and marry me, but what, what, what do I do? Like, they're all love you. And Solomon. All, you know? Yeah. Well, well, Solomon had 4,000. <laughs> Shut up. Solomon didn't. You picked one. You know? So, you know, those those unclear, it's more personal. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, I don't know if you're asking me to move there. Mm-hmm. Um, should I reconcile that situation, mm-hmm. that, that person? Because, I don't know, like, they might hurt me again. So, you know, these unclear areas, how have you discerned through those situations yeah it's not as clear yeah it was i mean about a year and goodness i want to say a year and five months now year and four months had an opportunity to move over here to florida and that was odd because i had just gotten a position at the church that i was volunteering in my position okay you didn't have to (laughs) (laughs) yeah your position okay i was taking over for you um And that seemed foreign to me 
and a little odd to me because everything lined up perfectly. Um, like literally the situation couldn't have been better for me, um, for me to walk into a ministry where I already have established students, already have established volunteers that I have a relationship it's with. Like someone made the way for you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> we names, I'm sure they're awesome. Yeah. They're pretty cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> and when an opportunity popped up here, I thought to myself, I, I don't really want to do that. Like that's not, that's out of my comfort zone. But I knew because of that, I had to seek if it might've been God's plan for my life. And so mm-hmm. through that, it was a lot of prayer with my wife, um, you know, in prayer with, uh, you know, family and friends and things like that. And just, you know, consulting people, right. Um, going to seek, uh, counsel from them just to see what their perspective might be and things like that. And so it took a lot of time to make that decision. But when I've, when I look back at that decision, it might not have turned out the way that I thought it was going to be in the end. The result of it was actually painful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and hard and difficult. And the whole moving, you know, season was, was hard, you know, to, to move away from a place that we lived to lived that in our, our entire lives. Mm-hmm. But I see the purpose in it and I, mm-hmm. and I see what God was again, protecting me from and what God was trying to build up in me. And I, and I see a lot of growth in me. I see a lot of maturity in me, uh, since that season. And I get to look back and say, okay, like, even though that was a hard season and it's still in a sense is lingering, um, I can see what you are, tr- are trying to do in my life and what you're trying to produce out of me. And I see it in all areas, whether it's in ministry, whether it's a, as a dad or, um, you're a or dad. As, uh, yes. <laughs> Who are you married Surprise. to? <laughs> What's her name? Uh, it's your sister. My sister? <laughs> Sicko. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> he actually is married to my sister. Yeah. It's kind of, I was going to say that's cool, but then that's also weird to say. Very so. awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes later. Um, and also as a husband, you know, um, all the above, there's just different areas where I could see God has grown me. And that was a recent, you know, season and I could see the, the fruit in it, but I've seen throughout my life, I've seen the fruit of what God has done in decisions and how he might've flipped the script, um, in ways that I didn't expect, but I can see the good out of it, even though it might not have been, uh, the result that I was seeking after or my personal preference, because oftentimes when we're seeking after, um, a result, it's going to be successful for us, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is going to go right for me. But when I turn back from a season of life and I'm, you know, moving into what we would see as a new chapter or, or things like that, um, you get to look back and see what God has done through and in you and, and how he's, what he's produced in you. So it's been good, but it takes a lot of time and effort in seeking after God. So you mentioned seeking, praying, yeah, uh, the word of God, I counsel think. from people, counsel. That yep, was good big. counsel. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing I can recommend for people as you're presented with very hard decisions, um, and like, all eight of those options are equally biblical and God honoring mm-hmm. and you're not sure. My greatest suggestion is let like the word of God has given us his general will very clearly laid mm-hmm. out. It's so clear, man. 
And so that general revelation of what God wants, my, my kids are having a, a fight fest. <laughs> Pick up the octagon. WWE. Get them. <laughs> so as they're screaming, you know, I would recommend that you know the general will of God as best as you possibly can. Mm. And then as you know his general will, that will allow you to navigate the specific personal will for his mm. life. And I'm telling you, you will not be able to navigate his will for your personal life without knowing generally what he desires for all of his people. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. So know his will, know his character, know his word. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It seems very like, oh, man, not the Sunday school answer. Sorry. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like, I know that's frustrating because you want like a way out of that. Mm-hmm. That's your. That's like your go-to, man. That's your move in the pain. Yeah. It's just the word of God. Whoa. Wow. That's Basketball what it is. Reference. That's what it is. It's rare from you. <laughs> That's your shortcut on the PS4 controller. Oh, there you go. Okay. Because we're still on the R2. PS4 yeah. era. We don't yeah. have a five. No. <laughs> if you would like to uh, <laughs> donate to above reproach <laughs> ministry. Uh, com for ministry. our <laughs> for our PS5. I, yeah. I mean, for our, our homeless feeding. <laughs> That's what it's for. Um, here's since we're running low on time. A little bit. We'll, we'll hit. This question right here, um, man, how do I know when God is leading me through my initial gut feeling, mm. my, my big old gut feeling? Because you know, expect great things from God is what you yeah. told me, and yeah. and we'll wrap up with that. But I want to expect great things from God, but not assume I know what all those great things are. Mm. I, I can't, I can't assume that I know everything God is going to do in my life. I don't. So my gut feeling is not reliable. We know that my mm-hmm. intuitions, my thoughts, mm-hmm. my feelings, my emotions, they're not reliable. Yeah. But I will say in my personal experience, and I'm sure you can attest for this, mm-hmm. that in our life, God will often direct us through those when they're submitted to him. So I guess that answers the question mm. is you submit them instead of letting them submit you mm-hmm. like they're not ruling over you. You're taking those initial reactions and feelings mm-hmm. and, and intuitions and going, God, I don't assume to know what is right here. Mm-hmm. If I do, I'm prideful. Yeah. And I'm saying I don't need you to, to guide my steps. So here, here it is. Here's how I feel. Mm. Here's how I think I should move. And I'm really happy and excited and my gut's all for it. But what do you say? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to let you guide me through this. And if if this is right you'll make it clear. Yeah. If it's wrong, you shut it down. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of those feelings that you have or all the different thoughts that you have and it takes filtering it through the character of God, through through his word, rather than That's taking right. all those feelings and then jumping to conclusions. I think it has to be filtered through prayer and and meditating on him. And I think mm-hmm. when 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 you do that, you're able to discern better, not necessarily that everything will go perfect. And then like every single time that you make a decision and you thought you discerned correctly, that you're going to be right. You know, I mean, sometimes we do think that we actually discern correctly and we make a wrong decision. We're human, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Uh, We thought it was the voice of God, but really it was, it was ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We get, we got in, you know, our, our own way. And it takes a lot of time and effort again in submitting to, um, God's plan and will for your life by trying to listen to him through all the loud and chaotic, you know, times and days that we live in. So mm-hmm. are you listening? Are you listening? Yeah. Sometimes I'm yelling at my son 
I'm going, Salem, 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 why aren't mm. you listening? The kid is in his own imaginary <laughs> world, man. He forgets I exist. <laughs> he forgets all the laws of physics. He think gra- thinks gravity doesn't apply anymore. Thinks he's just going to float to the moon. Mm. And I have to yell. There's all this noise around him. His sister's yelling. The dog's barking. The neighbor's are just, you know, partying in the background. It's all this noise in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I had to go, Salem, Salem. And he finally, you know, responds and goes, yeah. And I go, I was calling you so much. Mm-hmm. Why weren't you listening? <laughs> all the noise around him was drowning out my voice. Yeah. If he had just stopped for a second and went, I think I hear a small daddy, like a little daddy voice. <laughs> if he just stopped and listened he would have been able to focus in on my voice. Mm-hmm. You and I need to put that exact discipline into our daily life is I need to shut it all down. Yeah. I need to turn my phone on airplane mode, turn my computer mm-hmm. off, kick my dog out of the house and say, wife, go to Starbucks, enjoy yourself and just mm-hmm. be with the Lord Yeah, and say, I'm listening. Because if I'm not listening throughout my day mm-hmm. on, a, on, on a consistent basis... Why would I think I would hear God only in those big decision moments Yeah, where it's like, so you're telling me you haven't been seeking my face or listening mm-hmm. to my voice for the past 349 days. Right. Then all of a sudden you think you're going to recognize my leading mm. when you throw up a, a Hail Mary prayer. Yeah. I don't know, God, let's see what you do with this. No. Relationship needs to be built. Right. It has to. I saw my son being tugged around by our dog today on a leash <laughs> and I just thought... You ever seen like the dogs that walk their owners? It's like, <laughs> that was my son. Mm. She was walking him. And sometimes we try mm. and walk God, you know, hmm. as if like, you know, as if he's the one on the leash, but we're the ones that are on a tightrope and we should be submitting and going, where do you want me to go? Instead mm. of going, follow me, I'll take you to the right place. God, trust me, this will work out. Mm. Everyone's going to know you. It's going to be awesome. Mm. We need to shut down and go, you know what? I'm the one whose life is in your hands. Yeah. You tell me what to do, please. Mm. My gut feeling, we're like led around by our gut all the time. <laughs> I don't know. What does your gut tell you? My gut tells me I have diarrhea. <laughs> well, take this medication. My, your gut can't tell you what only God can. Your yeah. gut can potentially, and maybe even it's a coincidence, or maybe God's strategically working through it. That mm-hmm. feeling you have, you're like, hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to start a church. Where'd that come from? Mm. Instead of just running with it, go, Lord. I will seek you. I'll get counsel. I'll come to my wife. Mm-hmm. I'll ask my friends. I'll spend time in your word. Yeah. You know, I have a crazy idea that I haven't told anyone yet about our ministry, and I'm not going to tell anyone because I don't even know if it's God yet. Mm. But, you know, I'm bringing that before the Lord and going, this is crazy. Is this of you? I, d- I don't want to do this, to be yeah. honest. This is scary. There's no way we have the resources for this. What do you want? You know, um, instead of going, ooh, big idea, must do, mm. I go, mm. Not everything I think is right. Yeah. So I'm going to submit it to you. But, And I would say overall, like, we shouldn't, for the most part, we shouldn't make life, big life decisions when our brain is clouded by so many distractions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not in the moment. Yeah. Like big life decisions. I think, I think one, of, one of the things that I've um, told a lot of people that have you know, discipled is, you know, they, they'll have a lot going on in their life and they're trying to decide something and pinpoint on something. And I always tell them to, you know, patiently wait, wait it out because if they have so many different things going on that they're just trying to like finally just, you know, hit on one thing, 
um, most of the time they'll make a decision out of their own instinct rather than patiently waiting things out. And I think when you make decisions in times that are most chaotic is usually when you make a decision that's not necessarily um, in the design and will of God. Usually it's based off of my reaction and based off my feeling because I'm scared you know, I'm fearful of what might happen. No, you're fearfully, uh, wonderfully made. Oh, okay. Tanner. Thank you. Wow. Just wanted to remind you that. Ah, thank you. Anyways, <laughs> when we make bad decisions or if we're in times of that are, that are chaotic, you're afraid of what is, you know, what could happen, what might happen. You're insecure of how you might look to others, right? You're insecure about how you might fail your family or how you might fail yourself, right? How others might look at you, your image, you know, things like that. There's different things that you worry about, but that's why, you know, Jesus reminds us to not worry about tomorrow, you know, for tomorrow will worry of itself. Just worry about yesterday. Yeah, only yesterday, though. <laughs> he didn't say not that's to worry about so yesterday. so biblical. <laughs> There's a shirt that my wife found because uh, I totally interrupted you. It was like they were trying to say, don't worry, be happy. Uh-huh. But the way it was designed and the font order, it went, <laughs> don't be happy, worry. <laughs> and now there's like this, everyone's creating shirts that say this. <laughs> don't be happy, worry. worry. <laughs> it was like made in China or something. Like they did not, who approved that first of all? Is it one of those uh, cheesy Amazon shirts? Oh, it's like a square, big old don't. Uh-huh. And then right underneath it, be happy in yellow font, and then underneath that big font, uh, worry. I don't think they, <laughs> so, so I don't I'm think supposed they to read the top too. word, yeah. jump to the bottom, uh-huh. skip the middle, and then go back to the second word. <laughs> you know, that actually is a perfect design of what it looks like in our life when we're not focusing on the, the small font. Or sometimes or how it feels small, to follow God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're like sometimes we miss that that still small voice and we look at worry. <laughs> Worry. <laughs> or reading things out of order and going, there's no way God's behind this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, flip it upside down. And you're like, oh, oh it's snap. one of those pictures from mm-hmm. Dollar Tree. <laughs> so I would say this uh, to answer, how do I know my when God is leading through my initial gut feeling? Uh, you don't let that lead you. Mm-hmm. You submit it to God. Mm-hmm. You pray. You line it up with his word and the general will of God in scripture and the character of God. You get counsel. You fast, potentially. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would be comfortable with making a step towards what I initially thought was good after sitting on it long enough. Yeah. And if it's still there, it doesn't mean it's God, but I'm at least going to act on it to let God confirm if he's behind that. Yeah. This is the last statement I thought it would be uh, appropriate for you to read it since your grandpa sent it to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, grandpa. Um, but this I is a, am this my is own a... grandpa. Stop it. <laughs> 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 Just pull out that song, doesn't outro. And that, um, yeah, this is a quote from uh, missionary evangelist uh, William Carey, um, and it says, "Expect great things from God, attempt great things for God." And mm-hmm. I think again, this all points back to what we were talking about at the beginning. What we were trying to figure out in this conversation, spontaneous conversation that we have, is yes. that um, the success and the result doesn't mean that your heart was in the right place you know, with making that decision. And Mm so, uh, I can expect great things from God, but in that and through that, I need to attempt great things for him. I need to glorify him. And so when we're making these decisions, whether it's big or small, um, my mindset needs to be, how am I going to glorify God through this? 
And when I am focused on that, in and through it, I'm seeking after God. I'm trying to walk, as you said, side by side through that door. And I'm looking to see what he can do through it. But I am going to expect great things. And that might not look like success in my eyes right now in this instant. But when I look you know, back when I'm ahead several years or several months ahead, and I get to look back, I say, you know what? God grew me. God matured me. I see the fruit in it. I see what he was protecting me from. And I get to look back with great joy and peace because even though it might not have been a season where I was content, mm-hmm. right? It might not have been a season where I was totally at peace with what God was doing in that season. I get to look back and say, you know what? You had your hand over it. You are sovereign. And I understand that. And then moving forward, you have more assurance in what God is going to do. I have more uh, trust in what he says. And so right. instead of having trust in, uh, in daddy issues, I get yep. to get to trust in him and, and focus on him. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I was going to say something about daddy issues and I can't remember. <laughs> so I guess we'll close it down there. Hey guys, thanks for listening. This has been above reproach church podcast. Check out above reproach com to check out all the free resources we have. Uh, my book, our online church, our videos, our podcast, our other podcast, Um, and you guys keep moving towards Jesus. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to today's Above Reproach Church podcast. If you've benefited from this content or this ministry in any way, there are a number of ways you can support what we're doing to help people move towards Jesus. We're completely funded by generous supporters like you, so if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can head to aboveapproachministry.com slash donate, and you can give through debit or credit card, you can give through PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, or even just mail a check to P.O. Box 338, Green Cove Springs, Florida 32043. Or grab some of our church merch to represent Jesus on your body wherever you go. Either way, while you're on the website, check out all of our free resources, our online church, my book Fruitful, as well as everything else going on in our online ministry. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep moving towards Jesus.